It's the Real Roots Radio podcast, on-demand content highlighting the best information and entertainment from the Real Roots Radio team. Here's to Your Health provides valuable information from Dr. Kevin Sherritt for the betterment of our personal and community health. Brought to you by the Rural Health Clinics of Green Memorial Hospital. Here's Roy Hatfield. And it is time once again for Here's to Your Health, where we join with Dr. Kevin Sherritt of the Rural Health Clinics of Green Memorial Hospital, serving Jamestown, Cedarville, and Yellow Springs. And the good doctor joins us every Tuesday at 930, even while he's seeing patients to share uh, important public health information. Uh, Doctor, first of all, it's always great to hear from you. How are you today, sir? Good to be with you, Roy. Thanks. I'm doing great. Never better. How are you? Hey, you know what? We're trying to make it through this crazy world is about all I could say. Uh, I got you. Yeah. Well, uh, as we uh, take a look at the coronavirus, especially here close to home, uh, some numbers uh, coming out this morning. You had mentioned this last Tuesday, and we're starting to see some of the numbers come out and uh, of uh, varying concern uh, about some clusters at some of our uh, uh, rehabilitation and uh, nursing homes. Uh, this is something we really have to keep an eye on, but uh, we're starting to see these outbreaks we've saw in, in Preble County, and now we're starting to see them in Greene County as well. That's correct, Roy. You know, we've been talking throughout this thing, you know, starting back in March, how lucky, you know, we have been in Greene County, and we've been truly blessed because a county our size, if you look at our population and look at comparative, you know, counties around us in the region, we really have been blessed here that uh, our numbers have been low. Um, but as I mentioned last week, it occurred about uh, a week before that, we started to see some cases in some of our extended care facilities. And unfortunately, those numbers have went up. Um, I saw the Dayton Daily News reported some numbers yesterday, and I happen to know that those numbers are even shy because I've had cases reported to me even yesterday at one facility. We had five new cases in one day. And um, on, on a personal note, just patients that I have, um, they, uh, we have uh, have 23 positive cases so far, and we've had four deaths in the past week. So it, we are unfortunately seeing it uh, take off in the facilities. And once it uh, becomes active in a closed facility like that, it tends to really spread. And that's something we we certainly have to be worried about. Uh, One of the things with the coronavirus is it seems to attack those uh, who are up in age a little harsher than uh, maybe some younger folks. And, uh, you know, this is something that we've really got to be concerned about, nip in the bud. And I'm sure uh, testing has been uh, something that's been going on very heavy at these facilities. Yeah, absolutely. Every resident in the facilities now is being tested. Uh, All staff members and all medical providers are being tested. And as you can imagine, it's it's uh, the biosecurity has went to a, a whole new level uh, in the facilities throughout the region and throughout our county uh, to just take every precaution we can. As you said, uh, typically the residents of these facilities are our most vulnerable and most uh, susceptible. And as I said, we've already been seeing deaths within uh, the last week uh, as a result. So not to Again, you know, we, we always want to be balanced. We don't want to overstate it. We don't want to sound the alarms uh, immature or, you know, prematurely rather and uh, unnecessarily. But 
you know, it's not time to panic, but it is time to pay attention. Certainly, and uh, it, it certainly opens your eyes when you think about it a little closer to home, and we're seeing that uh, spread of Greene County. Uh, we've had Preble County at uh, level three for the last couple of weeks. Uh, and speaking of that, uh, I noticed on the uh, county readings uh, last week, uh, one of the big uh, factors that the state looks at is uh, – uh, cases per 100,000 residents, and if you're over 100, uh, that could be one of the big triggers for red uh, in the rankings. And I noticed Green County last week was in the high 90s, so uh, very well could see Green County transition to uh, red level three this week. You know, I would expect it um, with the cases we've been seeing and the and the uh, clusters and the surges that we've been seeing. Like I said, in the in the one facility yesterday alone, we had five new cases in 24-hour period, and uh, I would expect the other facilities are seeing similar type numbers. So my ex- anticipation would be that this week we'll probably cross into the red range. And uh, if I uh, read correctly, Doctor, in some of the news stories, uh, this doesn't appear to be because of visitations to these folks. It's just employees that are that are bringing this in. Yes. I mean, Right now, the only portal really in these facilities is in employees and uh, health care providers. And um, so, you know, unfortunately, um, the um, employees are, you know, are not in a, in a bubble or in a microcosm. The providers aren't in a microcosm. You know, we're in and out of these facilities, and we're responsible for more than one facility oftentimes. And, you know, this, this virus is tricky, and it's a formidable foe. And sometimes even though you do everything right, things don't always work out the way you want them to. So um, that's uh, in the contact tracing. That's really been the source of, uh, of these cases have, have been undetected virus that's been able to break through the biosecurity measures into the facilities. Dr. Kevin Shera joining us on Here's to Your Health, brought to you by the Rural Health Clinics of Green Memorial Hospital, serving Jamestown, Cedarville, and Yellow Springs. Uh, Doc, I guess a little bit of good news came out yesterday out of the University of Pittsburgh, uh, talking about, uh, I guess you would call this a biological molecule that can neutralize SARS, uh, which is the cause of COVID-19. Tell us a little bit about this. You know, they were able to isolate through uh, the serum, convalescent serum of people, the really key element in the antibody that seems to neutralize this virus. If, you know, you could almost look at it that this molecule is a, is a key that would uh, turn this virus off and just disable it. And they've been able to, to isolate that molecule. They call it AB8. And the, the folks at Pittsburgh have tested it. They've also run trials in Texas as well in a very uh, uh, endemic area for it. And the results have just been phenomenal. So it, it was really exciting news. It looks like that this uh, uh, will be a key not only in treating people that in early stages of the viral infection, but also those individuals that have been exposed, that you could uh, take this uh, empirically and prophylactically to prevent uh, coming down with the virus. So this is really an exciting development. It's the most exciting therapeutic development that I've seen so far. Now, doctor, as always, uh, you know, we've got a large population. So um, is this something that we could possibly see in the near future? Is this going to take a lot of time to manufacture? Uh, where are we on that? Well, I would, uh, you know, and again, I, I'm just giving general terms sure because not. I don't know all of the specifics. But a therapeutic like this would be able to be fast-tracked, if you will, and, and brought to fruition much more quickly than a, than a vaccine. 
um, from the standpoint that when you give an oral agent and uh, it is not something that uh, is going to be injected and implemented into the, the, the uh, individual system, uh, they'll be able to track this and, and be able to, uh, I believe, get this to production much more quickly. I did not hear any uh, uh, timeline for it other than that it was going to be fast-tracked and that so far the results looked uh, phenomenal. Now, what I can tell you is uh, with other agents that have been pa- in the past, which haven't looked as promising as this, they've been able to get it for emergency use right away. So I anticipate this will be something that we'll be hearing more about in the days ahead, being used in hospitals and intensive cares emergently. And then I would anticipate a relatively short time frame. You know, in, in the medical world, 90 days is warp speed. Uh, I would anticipate uh, fairly soon that if unless there's any kind of roadblocks and any kind of adverse uh, effects to this, that it'll be available sooner rather than later. So there's some certainly good news where we could use it with Dr. Kevin Sherrod on Real Roots Radio. Uh, Doctor, you mentioned vaccines. Um, AstraZeneca was put on pause as they investigated a case. It would seem by all accounts that they they got some positive news on that. I know those uh, trials have continued in the UK. I'm not sure about the United States, but they have continued in the UK. A lot of people felt that they were kind of the leader uh, when it came to crossing the finish line first. Uh, But now we're hearing some positive news out of Pfizer. Uh, I know Bill Gates says he thinks if anybody has a chance uh, of crossing the finish line first, it might be them. And and they're they're saying that they really believe that we could have a vaccine before the end of the year. Yes. Um, the CEO of Pfizer was on the Sunday news shows. I didn't get to see the uh, see any of that, but I was able to read the press releases from his uh, interviews. And um, what I've been hearing all along is that Pfizer and BioNTech, they went together, uh, are the lead dogs on the track with AstraZeneca, you know, right on their heels. Of course, AstraZeneca is uh, suffered a setback, but it looks like they're going to overcome that. But the CEO of Pfizer was on the Sunday news shows this week, and he was uh, really um, uh, concrete in saying that uh, they were finishing phase three, that they had close to all their enrollees, that the uh, immunity looked good, the safety profile looked very good. He anticipated approval uh, right away. And to the extent that uh, the the thing that caught my eye was is that he said that they've already started manufacturing and packaging, and they had hundreds of thousands of doses right now ready to be shipped. And, you know, for them to make that kind of an investment and, and go ahead and package it and have it ready to go tells me that they're really confident they're going to get approval. And he felt like uh, that the vaccine would be ready for distribution uh, sometime latter October, November. So um, I'm hoping he's right on that. That's uh, honestly and frankly sooner than I expected. But mm-hmm. for someone of his stature to go on national television and say those things, and again, putting his money where his mouth is, saying that they've started the manufacturing and that they already have hundreds of thousands of doses uh, um, you know, ready to go, ready to roll, uh, tells me that they're confident that this is going to happen. And like you said, doctor, with anything else in this world, follow the money. That's right. Yeah. And so, you know, they would not invest in having those doses packaged and ready unless they were really certain that it was a go. Well, let's certainly hope so. We could certainly use some good news. And uh, I, I think the quickest way, your opinion, I'm, I'm seeking the quickest way out of this pandemic is, is not only for one to hit, 
but for several to hit so we could get more of those doses out there. Absolutely. I mean, you know, when you look at the numbers, not only, you know, in our country, you know, and looking at the flu vaccine, and we talked about the flu vaccine, and by the way, that's going well. Um, I would say all the primary care providers and pharmacies and, and area, you know, uh, individuals that are giving the vaccine are now actively giving the vaccine. Mm-hmm. You look normally, last year was a record year on the flu vaccine, 175 million doses. They're saying now probably 200 million doses of flu vaccine will be given this fall. But when you look at our population and you look at hundreds of millions of vaccines, you know, it's just hard to wrap your mind around those kinds of numbers. And then when you look at worldwide, you start talking about billions of vaccines right. that need to be given. It's just hard to, to grasp the the, uh, the need for this. And uh, as we've said before, there's really only two ways out of this, and that's herd immunity and um, a vaccine. And the problem with herd immunity is, is it takes so long. I mean, you know, we have six plus million people that have had the virus so far, but we've got 300 million people in the country. You have to have 200 million uh, be infected in order to have adequate herd immunity. So as you can see, that would be a long, long process if we relied on herd immunity alone. And unfortunately, it'd be a very deadly process as well. That's right. That's right. Dr. Kevin Sherrod on Real Roots Radio. Doctor, before we go, you had some encouraging news about the uh, people that sponsor this broadcast, the rural health clinics of Green Memorial Hospital serving Yellow Springs, Cedarville, and Jamestown. Well, Roy, I'm excited. You know, we have a plan for Eastern Green County to expand health services to our community, and the rural health strategy allows us to do that because it allows us uh, to have resources to be able to bring uh, services that aren't normally available, including, you know, mental health and podiatry and dentistry and, and other services, but certainly the foundation of everything we do is primary care. So we've been working hard in Jamestown. Uh, for those in the area have seen that we've been working hard on our facility and we're almost across the finish line with it. We've got another two weeks to get the lab completely done. But yesterday we were able to open up the new uh, portion of the facility, including our radiology department. And so now here in Jamestown, we have 16 providers that are working uh, from 6 in the morning till 8 o'clock in the evening during the week that uh, are available for uh, patients, for new patients, as well as established patients. We have, as I said, full radiology services and lab services as well. And the thing that's exciting uh, to me, one of the things that's exciting is now we have the ability to do walk-ins. So uh, for those individuals that, you know, just can't, fit their schedule into a traditional doctor's uh, office um, hours, uh, we should be able to, to meet those needs in terms of people that need to schedule patients later in the day or uh, appointments later in the day, you know, after 6 p.m., they can do that. And if, you know, life comes at you fast and things happen, and if something comes up that you need to see a provider right away, you can just walk in. And, uh, you know, the, the key to medicine, they, they say that the three A's of medicine is um, uh, availability, affability, and then ability. Um, certainly, we want to be available and uh, ready to uh, uh, provide the care that's needed whenever it's needed. Dr. Kevin Sherrod has been our guest on Real Roots Radio. Doc, it was good to talk a little good news with you today, and hopefully we have uh, some more for folks next week. Oh, our best days are ahead, Roy. Thank you, doctor. I appreciate it. Thank you. Have a good week. You too, sir. Cowboys, outlaws, troubadours, and rebels. All things country are welcome at Real Roots Radio.